Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by Woodstock Neighbors Magazine, bringing neighbors and business together. For more information, go to Facebook and Instagram at woodstockneighbors.bvm. And if you have a heart for community and you want to grow your small business, consider joining the Main Street Warriors movement. Go check us out at mainstreetwarriors.org. All right, you guys are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast. First up on Cherokee Business Radio this morning with Seniors Helping Seniors, Northwest Atlanta, Miss Terry Haswell. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. It's an absolute delight to get you in studio. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. I got a thousand questions. I know we're not going to get to them all, but uh, maybe a good place to start would be if you could articulate for me and our listeners, mission, purpose, what, what are you and your team really out there trying to do for folks? Well, our mission is to create meaningful connection between our clients, our caregivers, and our clients' families. So connection, I mean, after the pandemic and everything, we know that that's difficult, especially for seniors. So if they're at home and they're um, in their yeah, they're not able to get out and do as much, you know, as many things, then that would be, um, we have caregivers that can come alongside them and help them do those things that they're not able to do. I have to believe that that is a business that is going to continue to grow. The demand for that is going to continue to, to grow, I would think, yeah? It is, it is. I think it's the statistic is every um, every day, 10,000 10, people turn 65, so in the nation. So that's a lot of people. And so we actually get to hire the people who um, want to do meaningful work in the community, but they're older and they may not have, you know, that job opportunity like they had before. So we get to hire those people. They get to do something meaningful, supplement their income, and then go alongside somebody else who is a little less able to do some of the things they normally do. Well, now that strikes me as as a true distinction. The people who you are engaging to help these seniors are seniors themselves. I'm gathering by the by the name of the company. Yes, yes, yes. It's awesome. Um, they understand the aging process, right? I mean, I know in forty in my forties, I started feeling all the aches and pains and stuff like that. But as we age, we have different aches and pains and different things that we understand a little bit more about in the aging process. So it really helps to create that empathy versus sympathy. So when you're going alongside another senior, somebody who um, is in their home, you, it creates that friendship. It creates that bond because they understand. They get it. <laughs> okay, I got to know, what is the backstory? How does someone find themselves in this arena doing this kind of work for these this particular constituency? I, I, I'm operating under the impression it wasn't a straight path. <laughs> well, it wasn't. However, I, c- I could say it's a little bit, a little windy because yeah. I, before I ever got into this, I worked before our son was born. We have one son. My husband, Kip, and I have one son. And before he was born, I worked for an organization called Christian City that's south of the airport. And they had a home for children and a home for seniors. So, I mean, seniors love kids. You know, it's a brilliant concept. But I was there helping out with the fundraising for the the children. But I have a love for seniors. So I would go down at lunchtime and go dance with the seniors when they'd have the big bands. You know, I just absolutely <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then after that, um, when my son was born, I mean, I would take him to the local uh, ast- assisted living, he'd be two years old and he'd just roll the ball with seniors because again, seniors love kids, right? So it was something that got him out and we did something meaningful and good. I used to take puppies from the, from the Humane Society and bathe them. And then I would take them over to re- rehabilitation places and stuff like that with a little Polaroid camera. So they'd get little puppy kisses and they'd, you know, be encouraged um, while they're healing, right? And then I'd give them their little Polaroid, you know, picture to hang up just to have them smile or something, just to help them get through all of that. So I've always had a love for that. Um, Kip's sister, she owns Sensing Transitions, which helps seniors downsize. 
So while my son was I mean, growing up, I, I had the luxury of being able to work part-time, thanks to my husband. And I went alongside Tina and would help her, and she would help seniors downsize, and then she also does estate sales. So he and I both have helped her along the years, too. So we've really had seniors, a passion for seniors along the way. But then after I became a caregiver for my father for two years, I got to understand what it was like to be that family member, that adult child that is caring for your loved one while also juggling your family, you know, in my son's last two years of high school. So that's called the sandwich generation. I didn't realize that, but I was part of the sandwich generation. <laughs> and um, I really just saw the difficult the difficulty it was for my dad to accept help from someone he didn't know. So, I mean, which, you know, was great. I love the time that I spent with him, but I also had a lot, you know, it was hard. It was hard going back and forth. I was the closest in proximity to him. So I really felt like I missed stuff out, you know, my son's last two years of high school with all the activities that are going. So I just saw that. But after he, um, we lost him and my son moved off to college, <laughs> empty nesters, you know, all the activity. I'm like, now what, you know? And so my husband and I were just talking about that and we thought it would be a great time to start something new and take our experience my experience and turn that into something positive and be able to um, help others in the community now going through things like that as well because I've got that understand now I've got that empathy right so I've got that understanding of what other people may be going through and that difficulty in balancing you know life and family and loved ones and all of that kind of thing what a marvelous foundation you have for the business, <laughs> and there are some some differences. What has the transition been like? Has it been unnerving, exciting, a little bit of both? Yeah, I would say a little bit of both. I mean, it's like I tell people, I'm like, well, we became empty nesters, and then we birthed a business, right? So we're starting, <laughs> we, we're starting all over in, in a way. You know, it really is. Yeah. So um, I love it. I love it. It is challenging, um, but I love the people I meet. It's so rewarding. I mean, the clients that I have are so interesting. And that whole era, like I have one gentleman, we were over doing some crafts at one of the um, local senior communities. And he says, you've got an old soul, don't you? Because I'm like, I love Cary Grant. I love all of these things. <laughs> he didn't think I'd know who those people were. He was like, make me look like Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, Ryan Reynolds, why is he talking about that? Because he didn't think I understood and got that with, you know, with Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart, I love them. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's a it's a very timely conversation for me, and it might be a good frame for you to help us understand the work, the process uh, from both sides of the table. Uh, my wife and I moved here two years ago. I was telling Bill before we came on the air, we bought a little patio home right here on the edge of downtown Woodstock. Ooh, nice. Ips is my first lily pad. I know oh. every bartender in town. I got a <laughs> golf cart. And, and I told him, it's like living in a Hallmark movie here. I, I, I love it. And we've had family visit us over the course of those two years. Cut to just a few uh, weeks ago, I guess, one sister-in-law closed on a home in Ackworth. Another one closed on a home over here at Village at Town Lake. My parents closed on a home in that same neighborhood, Village at Town Lake, two weeks ago. Nice. And we've got the two sister-in-laws moved in, and my folks are coming like, uh, I don't know, within two or three weeks. And so in in the transition for all of them, it's a little bit different between the three, but it's there are some uh, there's some, some similarities. For example, you mentioned your, your sister's outfit. I mean, my folks are downsizing considerably. And at this very moment, I think what's on the table is bringing everything in the kitchen sink. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and probably buying a storage thing and then having to get to get rid of it. Uh, but let, knowing that I am living through a little bit of this, or maybe I'm a little on the front end of it, um, because in all three situations, they're quite capable of, of taking care of their sel themselves now for the most part. Um, Talk about the work. Let's. Uh, would you engage? Let's. Let's take. Would you engage my parents directly? Would you engage me? Would we kind of all sit down? Let's walk it. Let's walk through it a little bit. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it really depends because a lot of times um, seniors are not. They they say no. I can do it. I don't want. I don't want help. I don't need help. You mm. know. I can. You know. But at the same time, they also don't want to always depend on a neighbor or always depend on their child because they know their child's got a busy schedule too, or their adult child has got a busy schedule too. So it really just depends. Um, 
I have one client that both of her kids live out of state, and but she has a granddaughter here who's pregnant and, you know, got young kids and everything like that. Well, the daughter contacted us. And so I went over to talk to the mom and the mom's like, I don't want to do this. I don't need help. She's just worrying, you know, that type of stuff. I said, it's going to make her be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just, I mean, it's really like getting help from a friend. I said, we've got people that, you know, will come alongside. It's going to be like help, you know, getting help from a friend really, because we try to match. We have a matching process. So we want to learn your hobbies, your interests. I want to learn your background. Like I've got, I've got a client that they have the husband and the uh, dad helped build the twin towers. Oh my! Like, I mean, interesting people, like I just love it. And so we hire people who also have that, still that connection to that generation. You know, they might be a step away, but they're not two or three steps away, right? Where they can't relate to it. So it's really like bringing a friend alongside them and creating that connection. And then it feels like you're not really getting help, really. It feels like, oh boy, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I've had one of our clients say that same thing. She's like, at first I wasn't quite sure what to do. While she was here, but now I look forward to it. You know, like I'm really looking forward to her coming. We've created a friendship. Okay, so there's Aunt Sandy in Ackworth, okay. uh, but I mean, she's like, you know, 15 minutes away. And then there's mom and dad. This could sounds like it could be very customized. Maybe Aunt Sandy needs and wants services that are a little bit different than what mom and dad feel like they they need. So there's 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 probably some consultative kind of really – Drilling down on what do they need and definitely, want, yeah? Definitely. Well, we offer two types of services. It's all non-medical, but, right. but two types of services. One is companion care. So companion care would be like all hands-off type things, but it would be some meal preparation, maybe some transportation to and from doctors or to grocery stores mm. or um, – Helping with some finances, uh, doing some light housekeeping, and I stress light housekeeping <laughs> because I am hiring, you know, older adults, and we don't want them on their hands and knees scrubbing, you know, showers and stuff like that. But some light housekeeping, help with the walking the dog or cleaning the litter box, you know, things like that. So things that might be harder for someone who can't bend or who can bend but can't get back up, you know, different things like yeah. that. We offer services like that, which is companion care. Um, and obviously companionship is included in that. And that, that connection is what we're, what we're trying to create. Um, then we have personal care. So that's a little bit more of the hands-on care. So like if someone needs help with a shower, if someone needs help with dressing, if someone needs help with feeding or, you know, toileting, hygiene, any of those types of things, we also offer that service as well. So while some might call it personal care. They say that. Well, they'll they'll say, no, I can shower by myself. I just might need someone to watch when I'm getting out of the shower. So that's, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? So we yeah. just drill it down to, okay, let's talk about how well you can do these things. You know, what kind of help do you see yourself needing? And if a family member's there, they'll put their input in as well. Um, and then we come up with a plan for that. Okay. This is a little bit of different style of question, but I am always curious when I see this and we see it uh, more often than I would have anticipated or I have in the interviews that I've done. I love my wife dearly. Uh, We have a marvelous relationship. I don't know that we could be running a business together and we we didn't mic Kip up. So you get to say whatever you want to say. (laughs) But no, I'm interested. Did you? (laughs) What did you like assign very specific roles and you stay in your lane and I stay in mine or is it one big mash pot? I'm just just share what you're you know, what you're willing to share, but I'm genuinely curious how that how you make that work. Well, we 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 each have different strengths, really. Um I mean yeah. I obviously have a passion for seniors. I obviously have a passion for going out and doing what I do and talking with people and um, making them feel comfortable and at home and making them feel at ease and, and trusting that we'll do what we say we're going to do, that type of thing. Kip is as personable as he can be. However, he will help out a little bit in the back office. So he'll do more of the billing and the finance and managing some of the caregiving things and like all of that stuff. So I get to be out and be in people's homes and talk with people and stuff. And we both are out talking with people and meeting people such as yourself or in other um, organizations, things like that. But um, we do a little bit. I guess I'm more the face of it, I guess, if you will. And he's a little bit more back office and he, he still works full time. So he, he supports and helps out when and where he can. So I'm grateful for him. 
<laughs> and you can't under you can't underestimate the value of back office work. Right. Too many oh, totally. businesses fail because they're good at what they do, but they're not good at the bookkeeping or the business end of the business. Right. So that's 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 great that you guys are able to work together. Right. Definitely. I I um did some coaching and stuff too before I we started this and. I'm recognizing my strengths. I'm recognizing, like you mentioned, staying in my lane. Like I know what I'm better at than than other things. And I'm okay. I'm happy with being humble and saying, here, this is not my thing. <laughs> How about you doing this thing? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are you discovering about the whole sales and marketing aspect of, of this business? Do you, are you out there shaking the trees, building relationships, or is it coming to you because you've had so much experience in foundation or... You know, it's a little bit of both. We are definitely out there when we, you know, obviously there's a lot of agencies out there and they're all great. We're meeting some great people who run these agencies. When we talk to people, new people, when we tell them what we do, they clearly see the difference, you know, that we hire more mature adults, you know, who understand the aging process to come alongside their less active counterparts. They're like, oh, I get that because this this industry has a high turnover rate. Well, we want to love on our caregivers. I tell our caregivers in our orientations, I'm like, this is just as much about you as it is about our clients, as it is about their families. So we want them to feel just as important and just as loved on because we're meeting one of their needs just as much as we're meeting one of the clients, the client's needs. So um, people get it when we talk to people. Um, I've actually got friends that um, are working for us. I've got a teacher I worked alongside. I was in the school system for several years, and she's like, you know, this is what I want to do when I retire. I'm going to start doing this on the weekends. I've got two years to retire, and I oh. want to do this. So so it's a little bit of both. I mean, we've been in this community in Cherokee and Cobb counties for, for over 30 years. So our families are in this area, kind of like your, yours, except we're a little bit more spread out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but still in these our service areas, which is Cobb, Cherokee, and Pickens counties, and a little bit of Paulding. But um, – because of our involvement in the community and what we've done over the last 30 years and the relationships that we've built, we've had people coming to us wanting to work with us, wanting, I mean, people are referring us. So it's really right now, I would say almost 50-50. We're out, you know, telling new people about us, but also other people that we are, we've known for so long are telling others about us as well and coming to work for us. <laughs> well, you've been here long enough to, to know and experience like I have just over the last couple of years, this Community, this Cherokee County area. Oh my gosh, the, the other business people in the community and the civic leaders just will rally yes. behind you and genuinely try to help you. That's been your experience as well. I mean, there. It, this I love this community. I mean, one of the things that brought us to this community as as our son was getting older, we were looking for a place that was really family oriented. And funny thing is, my my one of my best friends in college, she grew up. And went to the same high school that now my son graduated from. You know, like, so yeah. I've been brought to this community before with her. And then I end up in this community. And the people that we meet, I mean, it's like three generations of community. I mean, of a family all within this community. Like, our areas have their their parents, them, and then their grandkids. And some mm -hmm. people move back to this area. It's just a great area. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to switch gears on you a little bit before okay. we before we wrap. I, I'm interested to know. I don't know when you'd find the time. <laughs> But uh, passions, hobbies outside the scope of the of your work, outside of what we've been talking about. Uh, my listeners know I like to hunt, fish, and travel in that order. <laughs> uh, but how about you and uh, you and Kip? Well, when I met you, you were talking about hunting, so uh, I remember that. <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> um, we enjoy well. We're, I mean, getting outside, exercising, hiking—you know, things like that. Travel. Um, really have the travel bug. Um, Joint movies, concerts, you know, wineries. Like we, I mean, I think during COVID and stuff, we really getting outdoors in Georgia, being a native from here. Mm. I feel like I've been there, done that with all the things that are around Atlanta, but getting outside and discovering all the things outside, you know, ever since COVID and all that stuff has really given me even a newer appreciation for where we live. So just, just yeah. getting outside and enjoying the little towns and. Well, and you're that. in the right spot to do everything that you mentioned from the kayaking and the hiking to the winery. Yes. Just, it, it's all right here. It is. It is. I love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Let's leave our listeners with a couple of uh, actionable pro tips if we could. Uh, and, and I'm doing this for myself as well. I, I'm telling you, gang, if you want to get really good insight professional counsel for, from people who are experts in their domain, uh, get yourself a radio show. Just bring them in here, <laughs> <laughs> pour them a glass of water, and you can ask them anything you want. <laughs> uh, 
but let's yeah, let's leave like for for me, I, I, my folks, I, maybe even in trying to identify, it, you know, where are we in the timing, and or if we decide, hey, we need to get them some help. Those early conversations, whatever tips you think would be helpful, just anything we should be reading, doing, not doing. I'd l- I'd love to leave them with a couple of actionable tips. I guess it really depends on what their particular, I guess, challenge could be or whatever. I mean, if it's more memory challenges, things like that, introducing someone who's going to be growing with them, you know, as they do, like introducing someone to them so that they don't, they're not a stranger Mm. to them is is really important if that's one of the challenges. Um, I mean, really, it's just being aware and maybe dropping Dropping some, you know, I mean, just talking, talking through it with them, really. And like I said before, I think one of the things that convinced my dad, one of the things that's that's helped with, like I said, some of the clients was just that you may not need the help, but what if by by accepting this, it's going to help me too because I can't do all the things that I'm doing, you know. So it's it's really, I mean, the way I look at it is they're helping their adult children, but because of the unique way of our business they're actually helping another senior who needs to supplement their income too. You know, like they're, they're getting to do, they're getting to do good just as much as they're receiving good. So I love that, that about this whole concept of everything too, because they are really helping other people too, by accepting some help. That is marvelous insight. I'm so glad that I asked because I know for my parents, that is very high on their value system hierarchy is, is uh, in their words, they would say not to be a burden to you and Russ, but, mm-hmm. but, but uh, you know, they want us very much to have our own lives. And so that would be important right, right. to them. And I, I think it would be important to them too, providing that opportunity for, for uh, you know, for, for other folks. Um, so any upcoming events anything cool happening over the next couple of months we ought to know about we do have an event coming up november 5th so we are so november is national family caregiver month so i didn't know there was a thing but there's a thing (laughs) (laughs) so being a family caregiver myself um i you know I want to celebrate these people. I want to um, let them know that they're seen, that they're supported. I would love for the community, anybody who actually can serve or, or assist or support a family caregiver, you know, buy what prepared meals. I don't know, something to spoil them, some kind of little spa thing, because it's really important for self-care, yeah. super important for self-care. I always picture the... Um, and when you're in the airplane, the flight attendant says, "When the, you know, take take the oxygen first, and then give it to you, the person <laughs> yeah, next good, to you." Good right? illustration. So I always picture that, and just being able to breathe and exhale. So we're partnering with Aloha to Aging, who is a nonprofit that's local here as well, and they serve. They have a lot of programs that they do for whether it's dementia or Parkinson's or different things like that too. But they do a program where it's a hands-on, a day in the life. So you get to understand kind of what your loved one might be experiencing whether it's neuropathy or aphasia or dementia or seeing and vision you know I mean vision and hearing problems things like that so they kind of walk you through this workshop it gives you a little bit more understanding we also are going to have some things to spoil people there so that when they come they feel loved on like I said hopefully they'll make some connections of other people who are experiencing the same thing and um, we're just going to spend a couple hours and just like I said a little educate empower love on and support support them that's november 5th and it's going to be at the wellesley clubhouse over in town lake they've actually offered that too because they like what we're doing and they're partnering with us as well yeah so we're doing that okay so yeah go ahead no i was just going to say i did forget to say one of the things that makes this place special this this organization special that we work for and that attracted us to it is the actual person who started seniors helping seniors Mm -hmm. kieran yokum she worked alongside mother Teresa for 14 years oh my so when How's I say that, that pedigree, to, I know I'm, exactly. Well, and I, I say that because when I tell people that, like I, sometimes I'm like now glossing over that, which I shouldn't, you know, because I'm like excited about what I'm talking about. But I get chill bumps still every time I say that. But I got to give people wow. a, a, a moment to digest that. Right. But I feel like she's just really learned how to treat others with dignity and respect from one of the greatest humanitarians that ever lived. Right. So I love I think that's how this concept was created, because we get to have that dignity and respect mm. and treat them more with that, like I said, empathy or th- that understanding than, you know, maybe 
others do, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and, and for our friends at home, Kip really is important to this operation. He handed her the uh, the piece of paper that had that info on her so she would remember to share yes, that. So yeah, That is important. I, we I don't want to dismiss it. Was a, it was a Kip's clean handoff. That <laughs> <laughs> was very nice. All right. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Is there a website or, or some? Uh, let's give them some coordinates. We do have a website. It's SHS, so stands for Seniors Helping Seniors, shsnorthwestatlanta.com. Or you can reach us at 470-995-MY-SENIOR, M-Y-S-R, which is 470-995-6977. Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming in and sharing your story. Thank you for Uh, having us. Well, And please come back and and, and keep us updated. Let's... uh... Don't be a stranger. We'll we'll have you back. I loved it. This is a lot of fun. Thank you yeah, for having us. My pleasure. All right. How about hanging out with us while we visit with our next guest? Certainly. All right, gang. Y'all ready for the headliner? Here we go. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming back to the Business Radio X microphone with Neglia Insurance Group, the man himself, Bill Neglia. How are you, man? I'm, I'm good, Stone. Thanks so much. And, and Terry, you crushed that. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, I'd almost like you to do my interview. That well, was, you're a good listener because I mean, you were easy to talk to. I, there was nothing I could add to make it any better. Oh, well, thank so, you. And, and you were good enough as it is. And then you dropped a Mother Teresa bomb. <laughs> And I'm like, good Lord, what am I doing here? That's a tough act to follow. Sorry about that. There is no following it. I am just going to sit in the back and just, you know, mouse my way along here. But fantastic job. That was great. So tell us about your outfit, man. What are you out there doing? Uh, So uh, I've got an insurance agency stone that I started back in 1983. Um, It was just a little operation and... Uh, you know, my backstory is not nearly as uh, sentimental as Terry's. Um, I was desperate. I got out of college, couldn't find work in my field, which was uh, finance and accounting, and uh, saw an ad. That's how far back I go in the one ad in a newspaper uh, for mm. a company called John Hancock, some may have known or know of, selling life insurance. So that's what I started doing back in 1983. Uh, in New York, where I'm from, born and raised. And then uh, about 1991, I moved my wife and two, so- two young children down to Georgia. We settled in Roswell, uh, not very far from here. And, um, and then I changed, and then the agency dynamic took a little bit of a change to where it was more of a benefits uh, book of business, not just life insurance, but health insurance became our primary bread and butter product. And uh, and here we are now, 40 years later, just last week, celebrated our 40th year in business. And we've got a full service agency, health, life, disability, long-term care, and Medicare for seniors, uh, products that I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Um, and also, recently, uh, my son and my son-in-law have both joined the agency. Oh, wow. Part-time. Love it. Uh, my son is a, a helicopter pilot instructor for the Army. And my son-in-law works in an agency as an analyst, uh, but they're both working part-time in sales as part of our agency. So we literally just created uh, a family uh, LLC, and I'm, I'm thrilled and never in my wildest dreams thought that my business would become a family business. Oh, I love that. So, um, so that's, that's kind of where, where my roots, and, and that's where we are right now. Yeah. So 40 years at, at, at this or some aspect of it, at this point in your career, what's the, what's the most rewarding? What are you enjoying the most? Having the freedom to be my own boss. That's what attracted me to the business. And even though I wasn't a good agent early on, I struggled. Uh, giving up that freedom was always a challenge. Mm. So, yes, having the freedom to be your own boss as long as you manage your time uh, is very rewarding. And now here I am, I've got um, six grandchildren. So uh, mm-hmm. my why is now my wife, my two kids, and my six grandchildren. And the most rewarding thing is to be able to take time off from work and spend time with them, watching them play sports, going to plays, you know, just hanging out. They At one point, they all lived out of state. Now they all live in state. My son and, and daughter, daughter-in-law and five kids just moved back from Alabama to Ackworth. And mm-hmm. my daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughter moved from Seattle 
to Decatur. So for the first time in a long time, I've got all my family close by. And uh, I'm just absorbing it like a sponge, getting as much time as I can while while running a pretty successful uh, operation. Well, and that's a good opportunity for a public service announcement. You you have to be careful about inviting family to come visit you here because they're going to want to move here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. Uh, as we speak, in my basement, I have my sister and brother-in-law from North Carolina who uh, three weeks – it'll be three weeks tomorrow. They came to visit just for a couple of days. And then a uh, couple uh, – then two weeks ago yesterday, they came down with COVID. So they have been mm. bunkered in my basement for the last two weeks. And we have even offered them to come stay with us permanently – um, because we do have a full basement and we're empty nesters and we're not happy being empty nesters, <laughs> even if it's with adults. Um, so we always grew up with kids at the house. You know, our house was always the, the neighborhood playground and uh, it, it made us feel great. And um, so, yeah, I, we always encourage family to come and we've, we've, we've had family live with us over the years, uh, different uh, variations of family. No, it's marvelous. I think it's terrific. So don't take this personally, but when I hear the word insurance, the mental image that is conjured up for me is this big, tangled hairball, spaghetti ball. I'd, I'd love it if you could untangle it a little bit for us and speak uh, you know, a little bit to pros and cons of different kinds of personal plans, what this landscape is on group plans. And I don't know, we probably don't even have time today, but you know, my wife is getting Medicare oriented mail to the, I mean, we are buried in <laughs> just, just attack any of those that you want to, but maybe this is a good form for almost like a little education panel. Yeah. So no, your, vi your view, your visualization is exactly correct. Um, the insure and it's not just hell, it's all insurances. They're all complicated. Understand this insurance policies are written by attorneys. Mm, there so, you go. <laughs> so, so first and fundamentally, the policies are not designed to be understood by the average consumer. Okay, that's why they're 30, 40 pages with all kinds of little text and caveats and this, this, this you know, there's, there's, you know, three pages of benefits and 40 pages of disclaimers. It's almost like watching a, uh, a drug ad. Mm. There's mm. one thing that it does well, and then there's 250 side effects that, and, the, and they always say could end in death. If you ever watch a pharmacy commercial, <laughs> just listen to the small the small print and the fast talk at the end and could lead in death. That's very alarming. Insurance is the same way. It is a tangled mess. Um, health insurance in particular, because it's all terms and variable based, what what is a covered claim versus what's not covered is all definition. And a lot of it is interpretation. And unfortunately, the interpretator is the insurance company. Mm. So if you know their policy is written in such a way that it's vague and you as the consumer go to access it and the insurance company says, no, that's not a claim by our definition, you're out of luck. All right. And, and that happens a lot. And the problem with health insurance, again, because you've got, you've got platforms now, you've got healthcare.gov, you've got call centers, you have avenues where consumers can go do it themselves without the aid of professionals, which I don't recommend, even if you're not working with me, work with a professional. You don't pay anything more. Insurance agents are compensated by the insurance carriers, not by the client. 40 years of doing insurance, I've never charged my client a dime. Mm. So there's no economic benefit when you do your own insurance planning or purchasing. But what I have found is that people will go onto a website They'll look at a plan. It appears to be good. The price appears to be in their price range, and then they'll buy it. And then the first time they go to use it, they find out their doctor doesn't take it or the pharmacy, the medication that they are on, that $600 a month you know, wonder pill is not covered. Now they're in a big pickle. They've bought something that is not responsive to their needs. With me as an agent, I take the time to identify what their needs are, what their meds are, who their doctors are, and I work all of that into the, the quotes that I generate, and I'll tell them, okay, this plan looks good. 
but your doctor may not be on it. Or this plan has all your doctors. It might be a little pricier, but you'll be happier. That's the kind of advice and guidance that I give my clients before a purchase is made. And, and for people who are doing it themselves, that's the risk they take and buying something that ultimately is not going to be what they need. Um, you know, life insurance is a lot simpler because really life insurance has one claim. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you can prove it. And you're not, and, 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 and the person who the, the claimant is gone. So really life insurance is a pretty simple um, product to understand and explain to people. But uh, things like long-term care, uh, long-term disability, mm. Medicare, those are more uh, variable and term-driven. And and as a consumer, you have to know all of the terms to determine what is a covered expense and what is not mm. before you make a purchase decision. And those are the things that you know me and now my son and son-in-law, that's what we do um, on an advisory basis. So is it uh – High season for you right now. I hear the term open enrollment. Is it like is? is yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, it is. So so there's there's two open enrollments. Uh, one just started the Medicare uh, started last week, and next Wednesday, November first, starts the under sixty five personal health insurance open enrollment season. So you got two open enrollment windows crossing over, and then the other part is that with uh, employers. Most of them start their plans January one, so they're shopping as well this time of year. Uh, yeah, so you don't have time. You can't hunt. Is it, uh, uh, no, I, I, no, I <laughs> can't hunt. For you. Although I might want to put a gun to my head. Um, but yeah, you. So I've got all three of my worlds because I, I do a lot of personal, individual. I do a lot of Medicare and I do a lot of group. So all of my worlds are basically colliding wow. at the same time, and I've got basically two months and change to put everybody, everything together. I laugh when I hear people say, oh, so you're like an accountant. Your business is seasonal. Well, yeah, we have seasons, but an accountant, if you think about it, their season is really January to October. That's 10 months. I've got six, I've got eight weeks. Oh, wow. I've got November 1 to January 15. Uh, no, 10 weeks. Yes, 10 weeks. That's my season. There's no extensions beyond that. Wow. So it's not quite like an accountant. Um, it's much more pressure, much more intense, and much more um, narrow. So, yeah, this is, this is a, a jamming time for me right now. Yeah. So is, is one of the groups that you would help, would Holly and I fit this description? Uh, she is threatening, <laughs> is the word I use, to retire. <laughs> no, she's going to retire in December of next year. She works for a little company some of you may have heard of called IBM. Mm -hmm. And we are golden right now. I mean, we are golden, health, all life, all that stuff. But I, I assume things are going to look a lot different. Well, when she, re so when she <laughs> retires, she'll, she'll come off the, 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 the payroll yeah. and she'll be reclassified. Now, IBM, as a, as a giant corporation, they may have a retiree program oh, that okay. would be available to her. Okay. Some large corporations have retiree programs. Uh, mom and pop shops obviously do not. Yeah. So let's say there is no retiree option. Then she would have the ability to go on to um, personal insurance. And if she's over 65 or 65 or older, then she would want to go on Medicare. Okay. And then more than likely want to wrap a, at least a Medicare supplement around Medicare only at the time that she's retired and coming off of her cor corporate insurance. Uh, but yeah, she, you, she would be somebody that I would work with and, okay. and do work with. Okay. So at the risk of getting into the weeds and, and uh, don't, <laughs> but maybe at a, at a higher level, I see like Joe Namath get on there and talk about the, the, the free benefits the, and, and the supplement thingy, right? That is Medicare that, advantage is what he's. Pitching. Okay. Yeah. It's a different. So, so for C, for Medicare recipients, you've got two different <clears throat> policy types. You've got what's called Medicare supplements, which basically Medicare is your primary. And then mm -hmm. the supplement wraps around Medicare and covers some of the expenses that Medicare does not. Then you have Medicare advantage plans, which basically replace Medicare and they act as a all-in-one policy, mm -hmm. just like insurance was before you went on Medicare. 
So they cover your hospital, your doctor visits, your prescriptions. You've got co-pays, deductibles, out-of-pocket maximums, and most of them have networks, either HMO or PPO. I'm that getting you have dizzy. To work with it. <laughs> but no, I, this is why the you weed, sit the down. The weeds are growing, huh? Okay, I got you. No, but this is why you sit down with, with Bill. You don't try to navigate this terrain yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's why I say, you know, and again, nobody pays a penny for any of this that's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to know and a lot to understand about Medicare, just like any, just like for policies for folks under 65. Uh, and the problem with Medicare is that the recipients are older and they may not be aware of, of what the challenges are. And if they don't have a younger child or a younger person advocating for them, uh, they could easily get duped or e- even not intentionally buy something that's not appropriate. And then find mm. out that they've got a large claim that's not covered mm. or they have a, a, an exposure um, that could have been avoided if they had spoken to the right person prior. Mm. So so my folks, years and years ago, they were teachers as well, by, by the way, uh, Terry. And um, But years and years ago, they bought a, a cancer policy. And they're so glad that they that they did because they they had they needed to tap into that at at, at one point. Um, is that still an option for people? There's cancer. Oh, policies? sure. Aflac is the is the <clears throat> creator of cancer policies, and they're okay. the number one com- company worldwide uh, in terms of cancer insurance. And you know, policies like that are called supplemental. Okay. Uh, and and how they work is that. Um, instead of paying a benefit or, or, or reimbursement to a doctor or a hospital, they pay directly to the insured. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're a, a, let's say an AFLAC client, you have a cancer policy and God forbid you have a diagnosis of cancer, your policy is going to pay you a check for X amount of dollars based on the contract that you signed up for. Um, plus cancer policies also cover, you know, help reimburse things like gas. Uh, car expenses, meals, things people don't un- don't think about when they when they're dealing mm-hmm. with cancer or dealing with a loved one. My wife is a is a now a five year remission breast cancer survivor. We drove back and forth to Kennestone Hospital like three times a week mm-hmm. for three years. The amount of the gas, the parking, the, parking, the wear yeah. and tear on my car, food while we were out waiting between set treatments and whatever. Thousands of dollars, okay? Aflac reimbursed me, and I was able to use some of that money to offset those costs, which, wow. again, people don't think about. Right. They think about, oh, my God, I need major medical, which uh, absolutely you need mm-hmm. good health insurance. But the ancillary costs of something like that could be you know, thousands of dollars over a period of time. And that's what cancer policies and Policies like Aflac and companies like that, that's what their policies are designed to help um, offset. And then you got accidental, you got life. Now, you mentioned earlier in the conversation, in a lot of ways, the life insurance is, is at least easier to explain to someone like me, but but none of it, including even the life, is like one size fits all, right? There's this whole life, universal life, term life, Maybe even a time to quit carrying the life. I've heard some people. I I don't. Yeah, speak to that a little bit. Well, I I I don't know that there's ever a time where you don't benefit from having life insurance. Okay. The okay. word need and want those are subjective terms, and everybody's on a case by case basis. But there'll always be a benefit to having life insurance, even if you're fabulously wealthy. There's going to be estate tax issues that life insurance mm-hmm. can help. Um, if you're dirt poor, there could be burial expenses that life insurance can help with. So regardless of your circumstances, there's always going to be a benefit to having life insurance. Yeah. So there's different kinds and you mentioned them all eloquently. You, you, you sound like a life insurance agent. Well, I'm uh, just, I'm living this, right? I'm, I'm in that sandwich thing you're talking about because I need to sit down or maybe I don't need to sit down. Maybe I just call you and have you sit down, but you know, there's a, three ring binder or a bunch of paper stacks somewhere in a moving truck. I'm sure that I'm going to, you know, I got to sit down and sort through all that for them. I got to sort it through it for us. Yeah. So, so there's, you know, there's, there's, there's old school life insurance. There's newer school life insurance. Um, old school was the, you know, the original policy in the 1800s whole life. Um, you paid a premium for life and it paid you a fixed benefit or paid your the beneficiary a fixed benefit. Um, 
Premiums for some were unaffordable. So the industry came out with term life. Term life is you know, more of a temporary policy. You pay a premium for a fixed period of time. If you die during that period, your beneficiary collects. If you don't, you just move on and the money you pay just, you know, basically is a, is an uncovered expense. I use the analogy of, of home ownership versus rent. Whole life is like owning a home uh, and having a mortgage. You're going to pay more monthly. In the early years, it all goes to interest. But over time, you start ec- building equity in that policy. Mm-hmm. Term is like rent. You pay a landlord X amount a, a year or a month. Usually it goes up every year. And at some point you move out and whatever you paid is gone. That's the difference between whole life and term. The new format or the new school of of, um, life insurance, and you'll appreciate this, are the ones that now also include long-term care. Okay. So you've got the ability now in one insurance contract to have life insurance protection with long-term care protection. I like that. Uh, Hmm. It's one underwriting so for some people who are marginally healthy, it could be easier than applying for uh, life or long-term care separately. You got one policy, uh, and what they do is, and this is this is this is where it works wonderfully. If you've got somebody with a with an old whole life policy, let's say they've been paying into it for thirty years, and they've built up a, a, a decent amount of equity or cash value. You can take that policy and that cash value, roll it over into the new policy, okay, on a tax-free basis. The new policy in most situations will provide more death benefit than the old policy and provide the long-term care benefit the old policy didn't even have. So you've got two better benefits than you had before just by transferring money from one policy into another. I've done that with a half dozen clients over the last year and a half, and it's worked out fabulously. Um, so that's because here's the thing. As people are living longer, the mortality, which is the cost of life insurance tables, have actually gone down. So life insurance as a unit is actually less now than it was 20, 25 really? years ago. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because as, as people, we're living longer. Yeah. So the, the mortality tables reflect that. So yeah, if you had a policy, you bought a policy 20 years ago at, at the old mortality table versus now, the cost per unit or per thousand, which is how it's generated, is actually lower now than it was back then. So we were talking before we came on air about hosting your own radio show. You had been around the Business Radio X uh, uh, group a, a while. I don't know if you need your own radio show, but you need some vehicle, just if you don't already have it, just, just to get on the air or on YouTube or something. Well, brought to you by Seniors Helping Seniors, of course. But <laughs> of course. Just, just, just to get the education. There's just so much, uh, or maybe just enough education to convince people, as you have me today, um, just Give Bill a call. <laughs> no, I, 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 I appreciate that. I, and I do take a lot of pride in, in my knowledge. I, I'll never say I'm an expert. I'm always learning. Um, well, it, I, the goalpost has always changed. The, the, it's a moving competency is a moving target in your business. Well, sure. and, and, and then when you have uh, an entity like the government who can't stop being involved in it, <laughs> Um, making it more challenging, not only for agents, but for consumers, even though they claim that's not their goal. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it, everybody's learning and everybody's evolving and everybody's changing. And if you don't evolve, you're going to get buried. So yeah, I'm always learning and I do continuing ed every year. Uh, uh, it's mandated, but I would do it even if it wasn't. Yeah. Um, because again, the, the goalposts, as you said, are always changing. I just have to say, you have made that tangled web you were talking about, like, understandable. <laughs> like, I'm like, real. Like, you explained something that to me, I just want to say bless you for even being in that business because I can't understand it, but you just made it understandable. So thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome. That's that's kind of you to say. <laughs> um, yeah, again, I it, it's complicated to folks. You know, again, I, 40 years, I, I've, I've seen it all. I've experienced it all, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um Government involvement, and, and again, it's about adapting. 
Um, you know, I thought when, when the marketplace affordable care act started, my career was going to be over. I was going to be replaced by a website. Really? Mm. I had a pity party for about a minute and, um, nobody came. (laughs) I said, I better make this work. And, and honestly, that was 2014 and I've had my best years incrementally ever since. So it's a matter of, of adapting to the environment and not feeling sorry for yourself. Do you have things for small business owners as oh, well? I've got several hundred <laughs> groups on the books. Yes. Wonderful. I, okay. I write group, individual, family, children, seniors. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't do personally is home and auto insurance, but my agency has multiple agency partners that we refer out for those services. Okay. So indirectly and certainly directly, our agency can handle anything within the insurance or even the, the, the investment um, sphere like 401ks and things like that. Okay, good. That's good to know. So sales and marketing for you, you know, other than stone brokering these relationships, <laughs> <laughs> no sales and marketing for you, even 40 years in, you, you still got to get out there and let folks know what you're doing and why and how you can help. Don't you? Oh yeah. No, I do a lot of networking. I've, I've yeah. been, I've been a big proponent. See in New York, there was, I, there was no such thing as network groups, hmm. BNIs and chamber and power core and things like that. So everything was just, I had to just hump, you know, and find, you know, dial, dial for dollars. And, and that was a train wreck. Um, mm-hmm. But when I came here and I and I and I got introduced to BNI groups and Chamber of Commerce and all these different networking outlets, I embraced it. And here I am today. I, I all my business is organic and referral based, and has been for over twenty years. But I'm still out weekly uh, at two or three networking events. Um, you know, just not only promoting myself, but meeting and promoting my co co uh, cohorts. Um, I'm big on giving back. Um, to the community, to my fellow colleagues. Um, I'm a big brother, part of the big brothers, big sisters. Um, Yeah. So that's been rewarding. Um, So yeah, no, I, I'm all about community too. And um, you know, the golden rule. I love it. So, all right. What's the best way for people to connect with you? Website, Phone number, email, yeah, so, um, social security so, number, whatever you think is appropriate. Yeah, we'll hold off on that. <laughs> They'll have to buy me a meal first before they get that number. Um, so we, we actually have a, a website that has been re, rebranded and um, uh, nice little site. Uh, it's negliinsurance.com. Uh, please check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, direct, you can direct call me at uh, area 404 433 Eight eight three eight, or you can email me at bill at negliinsurance dot com. Well, thanks for joining us, man, and thanks for making Terry and I and Kip sure too. I'm sure feel a little bit better about this and a lot more. And for you're doing important work, man. We we certainly appreciate well, thank you. you. This has been a pleasure. I really appreciate you. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, until next time. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, Terry Haswell and Bill Neglia. And everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.